0: respectfully
1: respectfully
0: respectfully respectfully
1: respectfully a a melanated therapist therapist. welcome in and welcome home family i'm dimitri
0: and i'm rade just a quick disclaimer this is not therapy we are just two therapists who are doing a podcast who happen to be therapists the information in our podcast is for psychoeducation and entertainment purposes only if you are in need of therapeutic resources, please feel free to contact us and we'll point you in the
1: right direction. Yes. Well, happy Black History Month and happy Valentine's Day, friend. How are you?
0: Oh, happy Black History Month and happy Valentine's Day to you too.
1: We behind y'all, but don't judge us. Right, <laughs> good. How right. are you, friend? I'm doing all right. I feel a little slightly under the weather, but, you know, I still have my faculty. So I'm here, friend. I'm here.
0: Right. We're here. We're ready to do this. Let's
1: knock this out. Let's get it in. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, fam, today we're talking about love and healthy relationships, right? So, Rade, what is your definition of love?
0: I think love is when we have a deep affection for someone, right? I think it's a feeling. But mm-hmm. I also have my definition of love as a verb, which is more of a choice. Mm, so, I what like I decide plan. to do with that love is gonna be the
1: choice piece there. Mm-hmm.
0: What's your definition of love?
1: Ooh, so I think there's, you know, universal commonalities, you know, across the board about, you know, how we define love and what love is. But I think that after you get past that initial foundation or overlap with, you know, the rest of the world, that. It becomes a slightly relative, almost kind of like you said, a uh, action word. But for me, I think I define love as being unconditional. I define love as me being able to 100% and unapologetically be vulnerable and feel safe with that partner. Um, that's how I, I define love. Like if I'm still, you know, we in a relationship and I'm still throwing up these walls or I'm not, re- you know, removing these walls, then I think that, you know. There's there's some work to be done there, but that's how I kind of I kind of see it. I feel like when you're in a committed relationship um, and you love each other, that you know we know each other's ins and outs, how we tick, and all of those things. Okay,
0: so I this is where I feel like we might have to disagree because I don't feel like any love should be unconditional. Only because of just my love has conditions.
1: I feel that, and I'm not saying that unconditional love excuses any behavior or anything that the other mm-hmm. person can do to you, but I feel that it's where that being to me, when I say unconditional, I mean lack of judgment.
0: Okay, I got you. So, yeah. at this but point... But it makes sense
1: because I'm not just going to accept what you're doing to me or, you know, accept right. anything that is not appropriate. So, I get what you're saying in that, in that degree, but I was thinking more so from the lines of not being judgmental, but being supportive.
0: Right. So, where you were talking about with that vulnerable space mm-hmm. of yes. making sure that you are able to share things with your partner, not have these walls up. Okay. I got you. So, yeah. if that's yeah. the case, then let me ask you, why do you think that we're so afraid of love?
1: <laughs> Friend, uh, the, the first word that comes to mind is vulnerability.
0: Being Mm -hmm. vulnerable
1: is scary. You know, no one wants to be vulnerable. No one wants to be naked out in these streets emotionally. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, from an emotional perspective. But I think that, you know, ultimately that tends to be one of those initial barriers. Um, I saw something on Instagram. um, Shout out to the relationship sage on Instagram. And it says that the things that we were taught about relationships were to get married and have kids. And that's mm-hmm. it. And ultimately, the things that we should have been taught about relationships is how to communicate our feelings, how to set boundaries, attachment styles, how to maintain attraction, and you know our love languages.
0: Right. I can definitely agree with that. Yes to that post. Yes. Because <laughs> I think that we just like, we skip over so many things. It's just kind of like, I cannot tell you how many times, as a kid, I was told or I was asked, "When when are you going to have kids?" Or not as a kid, I wasn't asked that, but you know, as an adult. But as a kid, mm-hmm. I was more so asked of like, um, "Do you want to have kids?" Or, "I can't mm-hmm. wait to be whatever role right that mm-hmm. they would be that other person would be to the children that I may or may not have." And it got to a point where I just started telling people, I'm not having kids, because I was so tired of that question as a kid. (laughs) Yes, like as a kid, I was so tired of hearing people tell me like, I can't wait to be this or I can't wait to be that, like based around my children kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not having them. Like, (laughs) But, you know, (laughs) granted, I'm saying that because I think that you're right. Like we are taught to focus on children, marriage, right? We have songs around it, things like that. But I also think that we're afraid of love because of the lack of representation we might see growing up, especially with minority communities. I think Mm -hmm. it takes a pretty good foundation, a pretty good unit to show you what love should look like, a healthy Mm -hmm. love should look like, because I think- Mm -hmm. So many times over and over again, we're so used to just, we got to check the boxes, right? We have to have mm-hmm. these kids, we have to get married, but we're not worrying about all of those other foundational pieces that you just talked about. And I think yeah. that leads us to falling into these very negative negative, um, and toxic relationships. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it makes us afraid to even do it again. You have no idea, right. or I'm sure you do, but like no idea how many freaking people Clients I've had that they're like I don't even want to date anymore. I don't want mm-mm, because it made me not have to fall in love with somebody, and mm-hmm. I'm not doing it because they're also scared of you know choosing their their person.
1: So mm-hmm. yeah, and that makes yeah. me uh, think back to something you said in a previous podcast about ultimately we. The lack of trust in ourselves to make the Mm -hmm. right decisions or to pick that right person based on our history. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, like you said, the lack of positive, healthy, loving relationships that we may have not had in our environments definitely contribute to us walking into those toxic situations or the situations where we're ultimately not getting what we want or is that, you know, well, it's better than nothing situation. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I just, I just think that is, you know, what I saw growing up was my grandparents, you know, and they had been married. Well, my grandfather just passed away almost two years ago. So if they were still, if he was still here, they would be married over 75 years. And, mm. you know, with that, you think, oh, wow, like I want that. But at the end of the day, you never know someone's situation. You exactly. never know what those, what those years mean to them, what they've gone through, Mm -hmm. what they've endured. And I think that, you know, we have to be very conscious of what we're seeing and what we're translating back to our lives because we may not have the full background story on what it took to be married for those 75 years or those 10 years or those 15 Mm -hmm. years. Um, But yeah, you made a a very good point.
0: To that, I will say that I also think we're afraid of love because we think it's going to be easy. And then when we get into it, it's not it is it is trials and tribulations it is unlearning Mm -hmm. certain behaviors and if you Mm -hmm. have a partner that is fit for you so to speak Mm -hmm. they can be your relationship can be healing a loving healthy relationship can be a healing one to that of which you didn't have if that has been you know the circumstances in the past but yeah mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that you definitely have to look deeper than just the okay yeah they've been together for this amount of years what got them there nobody wanted to talk about I saw a post about this nobody wants to talk about how we look at sometimes like our grandparents or great-grandparents have been together for years on end mm-hmm. and Then later we find out, oh, grandma was being beaten or Mm -hmm. uh, you know, or grandma was being verbally abusive to grandpa and things like that. And we have no Mm -hmm. idea. We just talking about, I just want those 75 years. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. The whole time, right? Like families down the street, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, and so it's like no one talks about those pieces and you're just wanting this longevity of a relationship. But I want to also be clear here that Love doesn't mean it's always going to be forever. So, yeah, there's
1: that too. Yeah, people come into your life for reasons, seasons, and you know, for the long haul. And, you know, ultimately experiencing those things lets us know um, where that person is. But I think that all starts with awareness, and that we'll, you know, talk about that another time. But um, definitely,
0: we get into it.
1: (laughs) So, Fam, we're moving on to our segment of Q and A. Therapist, hats off! And the first question that we got from one of our listeners is: I think I love my girlfriend, but how can I be sure?
0: Um, well, boo!
1: I don't have an answer for you. Oh gosh, that's a big question. Um,
0: yeah, I know,
1: right? I'll I'll jump in. Uh, I think that okay. <laughs> I think that um. Asking yourself some difficult questions, I feel like, will get you closer to what you're seeking. You know, for instance, you know, and this may sound bad, but I'm going to say it anyway. Keep it real. How often do you wonder if you could do better? Are there any people that you see that you may find more interesting or enjoyable? Because at the end of the day, if you constantly consider alternatives, then that may not be the best relationship for you. It may not be love, you know, and then also asking, you know, what does that, person bring out in you. You know what I mean? A good partner helps you become a better person. And if your partner isn't helping build a better you, then it may be time to consider a few things and determine if that's a long-term partner. And then ultimately, you know, we like to say we don't want to put people in our relationship business and things like that. And I don't feel like you should give them a bird's eye view into your relationship but family and friends can often be you know better predictors of some of the relationship's trajectory than the two people that are in the relationship so you know when in doubt you know talk to the people that care about you talk to the people who know you both you know mm-hmm. and you know see what see what you get from there
0: yeah i think that was some really good advice so i'm so piggyback off of that right i also think that you need to think about like what does love even mean to you? Why if you can identify that, then all of those other things that Dimitri just called out and pointed out to you, look at those other things next. Because if you can if you know what love means to you, what's your own definition of love, how you feel like it should play a role in your life, then mm. maybe that's how you can determine if that actually exists for your partner. But I also want to say that it it takes time to get to this place, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think we often try to speed into love because we want to feel that feeling so badly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, take your time to try to look at these things. Talk to your partner, right? Try to understand mm-hmm. what is your partner's idea of love and uh, just kind of bounce some ideas off of each other and have those deeper conversations. I don't see Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so our next question from a listener here is: How do you empathize or sympathize with your partner over issues that you feel like are small, but they consider them as a big deal? Especially if you don't see why they give
1: a fuck so much. <laughs> mm. Okay. Uh,
0: well, all right. We the check?
1: hats. The hats are all friend. Okay, so. <laughs> My whole thing is, um, and this is my opinion, of course, when you're in a relationship, what bothers your partner or what's big to your partner that you feel small should be big to you. You know, there should be some support, some encouragement, talking through those feelings and emotions, trying to figure out where that feeling or where that that thing is coming from, because ultimately it could actually be a big deal for them. Or they may not be aware that they may be in a unhealthy or, you know, inappropriate pattern of behavior that's not supportive of the relationship. And by communicating those things and truly understanding where your partner is coming from, I think that puts you in a position to say, "Okay, you know, partner, is this really important to you or is there another reason why you feel this way? Mm -hmm. I agree. What do you think?
0: Listener Listen. Okay, I hope you're listening because what you mean you don't give a fuck? We always care about what our partner cares about, honey. Right. We need to. And the reason being is because just because we don't see it as a big deal, like Demetrius said, it might be a big deal to them. There may be Mm -hmm. some other deeper rooted things that your partner may be experiencing that Mm -hmm. you have no idea about. There could be... So many trauma. things that put them in, right, that put them in that space to say, this is what is bothering me, and you're finding it small, but trauma says, no, 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 this is so mm-hmm. much bigger than you think. Mm-hmm. Like, in my own experiences, I've dealt with this, right? I've dealt with mm-hmm. this where my partner probably didn't feel like things were as important that I felt, or and vice versa, me not thinking Same. that things were as important for him, um, mm-hmm. that he felt were very important. And in those circumstances, we had to take a step back and understand why is this bothering you so much? And those conversations led to so much deeper conversations around why that thing was important for them because Mm -hmm. it led to me understanding or him understanding for me what was actually showing up in our lives before we were even together. Right. Mm-hmm. What are some things that we've experienced that have shaped who we are or why we don't like certain things or why we do like certain things? Absolutely. So also to this question, why are we offering sympathy? Like, I don't, you don't, you shouldn't be pitying your partner anyway. Right. I think right. empathizing and understanding, having some compassion for them around these issues is something. But sympathizing mm-hmm. just feels like pity to me. And let's move away from that. We're not pitying Absolutely. them because they feel bad about something that you don't give a fuck about.
1: Amen to that. To so their Amen to that. Okay. Well, I don't think anything else needs to be added to that. So nope. let's move on to our last question from um, one of our listeners, and that is, can a relationship move past violence? Is there really such a thing as a one-time incident? Wow. Yeah. Uh,
0: Wow is right. So is there, let me start on the back end of this question. Is there really such thing as a one-time incident? Sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. But is this one-time incident enough that makes you leave if there's violence or is it enough that you say because you believe that there'll be a one-time incident if I'm being real with you one-time incidents I think show us something much deeper so uh-huh. to answer the first part of this question can a relationship move past violence? Sure. If that person that's being violent in their relationship goes and receives the help they need, Mm -hmm. I think there probably needs to be an immediate break in the relationship if there's violence. I think there needs Mm to be something that creates separation for safety on one end and also for some reflection, awareness, and understanding like we talked about before on the other end. There needs to Mm -hmm. be a moment of let me figure my shit out. Before I come back to this relationship because truth of the matter is, is that that violence is not about the victim. We know Mm -hmm. this. The violence Mm -hmm. is about self. Mm -hmm. And if victim stays in this violent relationship, them staying is not truly or completely about their violent partner. Some of it. Yes. But. More so about their their own history of life mm-hmm. experiences and trauma history. Mm-hmm. This is why I say there needs to be a break. Regardless of if it's a one-time incident or continuous, there needs to be a break, a pause to figure out, mm-hmm. do I actually want to be in this relationship? Is this relationship triggering me? Is it safe for me? Is it healthy for me? And... Once you can identify those answers, that gives you the answer right there if you can actually work through something. And last thing I'll say is, if you decide that you want to work through something with this person, I think it needs to be a therapist involved. I don't think that it should be alone. Absolutely. I What about you you? What do you think?
1: I mean, honestly, there's not much really to add to what you're saying. I completely agree with everything you said. I just think it's really about... Like you said, understanding that the abuse or the incident is not really about the victim and there's a bigger Mm -hmm. or deeper story here. And I think to Rade's point, if you are going to work with your partner to move forward in a healthy way that a therapist should be involved. But I also agree that that person who is actively engaging in the abuse also needs to be on their individual journey in therapy to resolve the root of what's causing the abuse or causing them to behave in such a way so that they can resolve that trauma or that past hurt for them to even be in a healthier version of themselves, to be in a healthy relationship with you.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, definitely agree. Okay. Well, that one, case open and closed, shut. All (laughs) right, so moving on, guys, to our earth lesson. Loving someone is not easy because what you do with it will always be your choice. Respectfully, a melanated therapist. All right, fam. Remember to go and follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at RespectfullyMT. And send your questions and topic requests to respectfullyempty at gmail.com. Until next time, fam.
1: Peace. Respectfully.
0: Respectfully.
1: Respectfully.
0: Respectfully.
1: Respectfully. Respectfully. I'm I'm a melanated therapist.